Hello and welcome to Part-Time Sport, the only podcast entirely dedicated to sports documentaries. My name is Cal Monaghan and this week I'm joined by fan favourite Dylan Thomas to review When We Were Kings because sports documentaries are our part-time job. Bam! Been chopping trees. I've done something new for this fight. I'd have wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Yeah, that's right. We've watched When We Were Kings. Um, it's an Academy Awards winning boxing documentary from 1996. It's about the famous Rumble in the Jungle fight um, between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, which is held over in Zaire, which is now uh, a part of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, which I did not know, um, back in 1974. <laughs> uh, you get exclusive footage from inside both of the fighters' camps, um, the tactics, the mind games, if you're into that type of thing, um, and a lot of the politics that were going on in Central Africa at the time. Um, and the logistics of holding a large music and boxing festival, basically over <laughs> music there. Music boxing, yeah. So, yeah, 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 and loads more like that, which we'll obviously get into in a second. Um, look, it's a pretty hard one to get hold of this one, so um, I'd say <laughs> I'm say it's it's on Showtime um, over in America if you want, if you're over there and want to watch it. But if not, send us a DM um, to Part Time Sports uh, on Instagram and Sneaky Pete, our mascot, might have a few copies in a piece of his car that we might be able to. Really? Because you and I, obviously, we we flew over to America to yeah, just to yeah, yeah. make sure that we could preview this. It just turns out that, yeah, he had a few in the leftover, which we bootleg bootleg copies. Okay. Up, he always uh, does. He's a good man. He always does. He always does. He always does. Anyway, um, before we get stuck into the Dark Hotel, how are we, mate? How's things? Yeah, good, mate. You know I'm a, I'm a big, big fighter, big boxer. Um, yes. Pretty tough guy. Uh, so this was... <laughs> Uh, always going to be a fun one for me. Good, good doco. Always good to um, go back in time, and we'll touch on this, but because it's yeah. 1996 release, but fights in 1974, you know, um, yeah. and we've already got a taste of it. Whenever you know Democratic Republic, whenever that's at the start of a country name, you know they're not too democratic. So, but we'll we'll touch yeah. on all that, mate. Good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, this is our thirtieth documentary that Part Time Sports yes. has reviewed, and um, I'm going to need you to come out swinging on this one, um, and <laughs> don't pull any punches. That's the only two <laughs> boxing no. that I looked up. Next, um, thank no, you. Uh, less of them. So, the, the, as we said, the fights in Zaire. I was wondering, Dil, if have you ever been to Africa? Been to this is this is the segue that I've had. been to Morocco. So very North Africa. Okay, North Africa. Africa. Yeah. yeah. What about you? No, never, man. Never. I want to. I want to go and do the safari stuff. I want to do Victoria Falls or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think I think we just want to go back to Zaire in 1974. Seems to be the place to be if you're in Central Africa, at least. Just sounds like a, the maddest time. It was a yeah. It was a, it was a very. The, you mentioned the musical part of it. People know the boxing part of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about the musical part of this rumble in the jungle. It oh. kind of doesn't get. Spoken about too much. James Brown and BB King tag along for the show. Yeah, that's right. James Brown and BB King. Yeah, it's insane. And like, there's there's other like artists in there as well. But like, the it's sort of this cool mix that they just sort of put together. So it's 
Don King, isn't it? Is it idea? We, I guess, his brainchild that we'll get that they go into in depth in the documentary, and we'll come on to it. But, but first of all, for new listeners, this is a sports documentary review podcast. So at the start of each episode, we use the part-time sport review scale, mm-hmm. which is a carefully crafted formula, very detailed, which is based on just basically the, the documentaries that we reviewed in series one. So algorithms, algorithms, and a lot goes into all it. All feeds into it from every angle. It's crazy. You've got Tyson being the worst and Senna being the best. Yeah. Um, go and listen to Senna, our episode, if you want, in back from se- season one. But Dill, don't listen to Tyson. Don't listen to Tyson. Don't listen to Tyson the podcast and do not watch it anyway. Like uh, Sneaky Peter's none of them in the back of his car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what are you placing this one, Dill, on a scale of Tyson? Two center. Yeah, well, look, and as we said, because of the algorithm, you know, you think Google's tricky, you know, and how they rank the world's information. Just try do thirty yeah. odd sports documentaries. I mean, and then you then you're talking. Uh, it's up towards center. It's because I'm going to admit when I was watching it, I was like, oh, there's a few bits in this that are that are dragging on, and we'll probably touch on this a bit later on. But it's got to be yeah, further up towards center once you watch the full thing appreciate do a bit of research on it and appreciate how it was made when it was made it's definitely a, sure. a very very good documentary yeah 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 i agree um i think it's always interesting when we've done this is like senna is one of the favorite ones that we've done that drive to survive as one and it's always there's sports that i'm not into like i tend to i don't know maybe i just sort of get more appreciation for the documentary like i'm not into boxing at all and um i was just was like this is this is brilliance like i was sort of on the edge of my seat and basically no just because i guess we haven't done the stephen gerrard documentary so <laughs> yeah, yeah well that's it that's exactly right yeah like because i'd know everything about that documentary like it's just it's not going to be a surprise was this one we'll, we'll get on we'll get into the documentary and the fight itself as opposed to the main thing and the fact that i didn't know even who won yes. this fight okay was was sort of why i was like this is i can't wait to get to the end to see what the fight yep. happens um, to see who wins basically and uh, I guess, like, yeah, maybe you'll say now uh, there's going to be spoilers in this one. I mean, you've had a long time to watch it. It's been out since 96, <laughs> but the spoiler's coming up. <laughs> Good. So, what, what did, yeah, Dil, we, you didn't know who'd won it either, basically. So, we are both on, on the edge of our season. No, I didn't. But I guess the main thing that we sort of would speak about is just Muhammad Ali in general. Like, it's just, it's around his character. It's around, like, the bravado and his chat that he's got and just the character that he is. He's the main focal point of the documentary, I suppose. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't let you down. No, he's he's unreal. Like, I did say at one point, I'm like, God, he'd be annoying to hang around because <laughs> there's even a bit. And look, Don Don King isn't a nice man. We, we, we know that, but... <laughs> If people don't know that, we're telling you that. But there's a bit where he's like yeah. trying to do the press conference and like kind of get out what's happening. Like the key bits that the journalists are sitting there waiting for. And Ali just keeps cutting yeah. him off being like, we're going to rumble. We're going to dance. And he's like, yeah, yes, Muhammad. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to tell them that. It just keeps going. He is. He's, he's just good value. Like I want to do, have you got any quotes that he had? Because I just, I know we can't do them justice. But have you got any quotes that he has at all? Like he's just uh, to hand. He's just incredible with the quotes that he comes out with. I think that's what makes him so appealing for like the journalist. He's a dream. That's it. Like just his, like there's a lot of, you see that a lot of it is tactics. Now I thought his bravado was just him full time. You kind of get the sense of it through this, that it's all, it's all mind games. It's all just a build up. Um, to the fight. 
like from the get go. Yeah. From in America, they're not even in Zaire yet, and yeah, it's all it's all tactics. But yeah, yeah. it's all it's all on that. Like it, some of his most famous ones, the ones that you remember of like. Um, and yeah, again, not going to do it, do it justice. Like I make medicine sick. Yeah, that was it. Type yeah. stuff. Like yeah. I'm so fast, I make medicine sick. Like I turn off the lot before I turn off the light, and I'm in bed before the lights off. <laughs> but he does it all in rhyme. And you wonder if he sat there and like penned them beforehand and gone, I "Yeah, it's a good one." I know that's it because like the I, I sort of jotted down just throughout the documentary like what different people described him as, and I just thought it was a really fitting description. Like that, all different people see him as different things. He was described as a poet, a comedian, a dancer, political leader. He's dyslexic. <laughs> he <does one>. yeah. <laughs> Fighter, boxer, handsome, charismatic, funny. He just ha- he's got yeah. everything. He's like an entertainer. He reminds me a lot of you. I think dyslexic. Is that, is that, <laughs> a handsome boxer. <laughs> no, he was. And, and as you as you mentioned the tactics there, which is as a boxing layman like that I am, I don't really watch it that much. The the there was a tactic involved where the sparring partner that he had was beating Muhammad Ali up. Yep. He's going heavy on Ali, which is just like, I've always wondered what a sparring partner's there for, if I'm being completely honest. I'm like, seems like the worst job ever. You're just getting beat up by someone who's better than you every week. But this was like a tactic from Ali, which is it's just incredible if you want to go into that a little bit. Because it's, it's, it's like, because I think the whole setup for this as well is Ali has been the best he's kind of dropped mm. off a little bit and yeah. they it, leading into this everyone thinks he's going to get absolutely annihilated by foreman mm. um which of mm. course every time i hear george foreman i just think of his grills um yeah. not the not the teeth the actual <laughs> low fat griller uh cooking appliance he's he's at this stage there's not a grill in sight for George Foreman. He's a bad, bad man. He's the biggest. Yeah. He's the baddest. He's the toughest. They're like, he's the up and comer. He's younger. He's huge. He's strong. Like all these oh. descriptors. Um, and so you get this thing and they kind of go like with that sparring partner. Oh, Ali does this. He never throws his best stuff when he's sparring. He likes to work on his weaknesses. And he was just, they were just showing footage of him pretty much on the ropes, just getting hit by another guy who's, they were saying was quite a good boxer. And you're like, oh, okay, this just must be his normal lead up. Yeah. Um, but his other one, Cal, was I'm going to dance. We're going to dance. Yeah, We're gonna, yeah. And he just keeps throughout press conferences in America. When they, on the plane over, when they get to Zaire, like, you know, they're doing more training and press. Conference. We're going to dance. I'm going to dance him around. Yeah. He's a mummy. He's a mummy when he walks. <laughs> you know, that's what I've nicknamed that's him. Class, class. He's slow. Yeah. I'm going to dance him around. He's never going to be able to catch me. And they're talking about <laughs> foreman's like, how he's doing his training and mm-hmm. like cutting off the ring and stuff because he thinks he goes Ali's going to dance, so I'm going to cut off his his angles and 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 stop him. So that was really interesting. I thought. Yeah, he sort of. This has got a lot of both sides. I think it's got a lot for us who don't really follow boxing too much, mm-hmm. and a lot that people who were into it was going like, "Cause Foreman is." I didn't know what Foreman's level was, but like they're saying, that he was a massive guy. He was only twenty four or something at the time, yeah. and they were saying his footwork is spectacular. So like all that closing off the ring and stuff, which I don't know too much about. They're like, it's top notch. Like he's he's no he's a he's a big deal. Like he's no joke. And um, I thought it was great actually. Did you spot the bit where Foreman's trainer called uh, Dick Sad- Sadler? Yeah, his name was. And um, Foreman's hitting the heavy bag. Yes. And Dick Sadler's like this little guy <laughs> on the other side of the heavy bag getting getting hit off the ground on the other side of the bag. 
<laughs> they were saying that he had to like, and then when Ali came in to train after him, again, I wondered who gets first, who gets second, what's the respect thing there? Yeah. But they, they'd come through and there'd be like a dent in the heavy bag, the heaviest <laughs> of heavy bags, as they say. Like he's not on the light one to save his fists. He's on the, the big crazy. bad one. There's this big <laughs> dent. And probably another one on the other side, just a sweaty outline of his trainer, Dick Sadler. Just, <laughs> You know when you, I don't know if you've ever done that, like if you do like boxer size or something, like at like just, you know, your yeah. local gym, you're just like, oh, well, you know, yeah, oh, I want to do a bit of boxing, good fun. But then you get paired with someone who's like takes it quite seriously and he's quite strong yeah. and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> or you see the, uh, the the boyfriend and girlfriend doing it together and the boyfriend's trying to like impress her, but like throwing them a bit too hard. For her. She's like, oh, God, Jared. Oh, yeah. stop. It's, it's when you get partnered with someone. Like I got partnered with somebody who's just martial arts. I don't know. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare. But that, that was class. That went for me watching that. Like, I, I just run a mile. You get them see out oh. in the back. Um, so, Steve, Steve Curley, long-term yes. listener. Um, first-time caller. He's on the phone. He's, he's, he's joining us right now. It's uh, he, he sent in a voice note to us. And, like, he just he, he was putting in a little bit about, like, I just want to get onto the fight a little bit, basically, at the end um, of the documentary. And he was just saying how well depicted the fight was in the documentary at the end between Foreman and Ali from a storytelling point of view in terms of like, because yeah. we didn't know what was going to happen, but also they just didn't, I don't know, what did you think of the fight in general, how that was shot? Were you quite happy with that, What how that was, or surprised with how it was? I, I thought it was sort of slow and um yeah it didn't that it didn't seem like the pinnacle that i was hoping for i don't know about you yeah well first of all shout out to all the people of zaire for going there at 4 a.m uh yeah that was like, yeah. the time it was televised so live circuit straight back to the states um yeah but i think it's well done because there's this there's this stage they get to zaire and foreman gets cut doesn't he in training so they go uh, yeah. fights off you can't fight like that they don't end up calling it off there's a lot of back and forth Foreman says this quote of like, we're going to reschedule it, but it's not being rescheduled. That's when fate determined it would be. So it's the original date because yeah. that's what's the fates are saying. The date that we were going to fight it at isn't the right. And you're sitting there going, George, are you, have you been hanging out with those musicians smoking the reefer, George? What's, what's going on? But yes, so because of this long six-week delay, they then eventually get to the fight. You're almost at the fight, but you're like, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah. What did you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So I, I was sort of watching the fight itself as the as like the crescendo of it going mm. And it's sort of a bit of a, it was just over quite quickly. But like, I think, so what Steve had said in the, when, when he sent it a voice note was that like, it's quite a honest depiction of the fight because it, it only shows like a foreman getting knocked down. It only shows that like twice, which is quite an interesting, you'd think that this would be like this massive masterpiece of a shot different, but back then the equipment wasn't quite like Brilliant. what you would expect now. Yeah. And they just show it once. And one of the, one of the best points I think that was made, one of the journalists who we'll, we'll come on to now said like Ali let foreman fall on purpose for like the uh, the aesthetics of the shot, yeah. Because he was like he could have just put him down as he was going down, but no, he just let him fall because he thought that would be like a better you know front page or whatever. I just thought, gee, if that's true or not, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it just sort of the way they narrate it and tell it was was I thought it was really impressive. Um, Zaire loved Ali. Yes, they they like they took him under the wing compared to George. <laughs> how was how was it? George was getting off the plane and there was like a it was getting translated 
Translated, I feel like a guy was getting translated in a woman's voice. Oh, strange yeah, look, strange yeah, side yeah. thing in there. Um, they've obviously got a lot better at just matching people up uh, with the translation. But he was like, we honestly thought George Foreman was white. Because so, <laughs> back in the day, not only is Zaire uh, not a wealthy country, uh, but yeah. it's the fact that it's, you know, they just haven't been able to see who this guy is. So they just they know who Ali yeah. is, obviously, probably just because he's Ali. And they think he's yeah. fighting some white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just some white guy because they're not exposed to his everything over there. Look, Ali, Bombaye. Ali, Bombaye. Killer. Ali. Yeah, yeah, killer. Like, and yeah, the, the fourth Foreman. But like Foreman, he didn't, they didn't take the Foreman as well because he got off the plane when he arrived with like a, an Alsatian. Was it a German Shepherd? German Shepherd. German Shepherd. We learned the history of Zaire. It used to be the Belgian Congo. I didn't know the Belgians yeah. ever overran. Well, yeah. I thought they just had a, a lovely yeah. football team. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're, they're, they're the, they're, so police dogs used to be German Shepherds. With the Belgians, so the locals yeah. hate German shepherds. Yeah, like, what's this? I thought this guy was going to be white, and he's getting off with a German shepherd. What's he getting off the plane with this for? Yeah, to the D four. But Ali just had the right message as well because he was one who wants to consume all the culture. He wants to get to know everyone, which is which you said. Good point. Post fight, he really just he just went and met the people after the fight after he wins, which was class. I thought yes. it was a really class act from Muhammad Ali, and you'd expect no less. Um, Janus stream. Um, Muhammad Ali, and then there's two journalists in this. Yes. I thought they were great. Value, you've done some digging. Do you want to introduce us to the well, journalists? Because one of them is like real against Ali, you feel. Yes. Like throughout the doc, mm-hmm. and again, this is the good setup because he's kind of going, Ali's not going to win. We were watching this. He's old. He's, the, you know, he's, he's, he's talking too much. He's scared. It looks like he's scared. His prep conference, you can tell he's not himself. Like he's really loading up. And I'm like, who is this? Fat old white man with this wispy white hair, and that's Norman Mailer, which that name rang a bell for me for some reason, and I think it's probably oh, it is. He's a famous writer, um, right? But also, I think it rang a bell for me was because he had um, six wives and nine children, and um, tried to stab <laughs> his second wife. I think that's why it rang a bell for me. I was like, that's yeah. His. I think we got taught like, about him in school. Not a good, not not a good man. Yeah, this is a man who means business, and I respect that. But uh, don't don't be like him. Yeah, he's a bit of a. This, we just feel like this this was littered with baddies. This documentary <laughs> as well, like we already went. <laughs> and then even the journalists, like George George Plimpton. George was the Plimpton. Other journalist. I think he's a bit more upstanding. I don't know how many wives he yeah, had. He seems um, to- had a had a, yeah. a fascination in fireworks though. Um, to the point where okay. I think he actually Didn't- did like an official fireworks ceremony for like New York City. As a little side fire fireworks at his wife or something like that. Hopefully. Oh, I think Not there probably like was a bit joke. of that. It seemed like if you were a journalist back in the day, especially a sports journalist, the running joke with sports journalists is they love to get on the booze. Well, I, I think these boys. Are they alive and well? These oh, days? no, 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 both dead. Okay, yeah, fair play. Okay, so onto the um, – so this – onto what we said at the top <laughs> of the show. R.I.P. George <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. Um, <laughs> survived by their 10 wives. One of them was maimed by fireworks. What are they doing there? They actually did feature a lot in this documentary. 
Get out of here, George and Norman. Norman, Norman, bad, bad man. And speaking of baddies, there's a lot of them yes. in, throughout this littered. It's littered through it. And we're, the boxing match is just not... So this is what we sort of learned first and foremost, that the Rumble in the Jungle in Zaire was not just a boxing match. No. It was an event. It was like mm. a celebration of like of African history and culture. Yeah. And like that includes musicians, um, local musicians, and obviously culminating the boxing match at the end of it. And But it, it wasn't... You've got the likes of... Um, James Brown in there. Um, he, so he went over and performed. BB yep. King B. B. went King. over and performed. Yeah, there was a couple of bands there too. A massive, massive deal. There was a couple of bands there too that I didn't know, like mm, yeah, I don't know the Spinners or something like that. I'm, I'm assuming that would be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too, I'm not aware of them either. But uh, it was like a massive, massive deal. Like you see them all. <laughs> what you mentioned before, you see them all flying over oh, to Zaire like, on, on the flight. Oh, like hilarious nightmare. So they they go to him and instantly they're all like. Going to Zaire, Zaire, Zaire. There's like two guys going back and forth for like a minute. And you're like, you guys are steaming drunk or really, really high. Yeah, I, absolutely. And you were saying it's like the worst nightmare on the way back from like a holiday when you're like, God, I just want to sleep on this plane. They all yeah. had yeah, yeah, yeah. instruments. Re- the recorder. There was someone with like a little flute. Like, He's not even. And I was like, he only imagine. just made the festival, and he's making the most of it. Oh, like there was violins, there was drums, there was guitars. They were singing, like clapping, and I just thought, like, it's fun on the way there. Like, I admit, I hold my hand up. On the way back from a festival, like I, I have a different experience. I can just imagine they would still be partying on the way back. It was, it looks fun. It looks fun. I'd love to, I'd love to go. It's like a once in a lifetime we should event. Have, should have done the digging. Um, I don't know when they did the actual festival because that would have been. In, was it in the six weeks that they had the break for while they? I, I thought, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was in the there was a two nights before that was sort of the fight was the culmination of, yeah. of this festival, and then I, I'm not sure. Like, but I don't know how. So Don King sort of pulled this yes. together basically, and 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 what the what they sort of go into like speaking of baddies, there's Don King, and there's a bit on President Mabutu. I don't know if you want to tell. I just kept thinking of Mugatu uh, from Zoolander. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of similar, similar guy. <laughs> kind of similar, kind of similar. I don't know which one I prefer. Um, <laughs> but Mabutu, do you want to tell us a bit about Mabutu? Mabutu and Don King made a deal, and yes. this is important because this is how it ends up in Zaire. Well, it was kind of that. set up as Don King kind of holds the press conference and goes, we're doing this fight in Africa. I think he just says in Africa. Ali's getting right. five million. Uh, you know, Foreman's getting five million. And he's saying yep. all this and no one's giving him the money. So Yeah, that was right. He's then obviously using that as the pitch for then these dictators and whoever else is getting around in Africa at the time, Mobutu, a prime candidate, to essentially pay mm-hmm. $10 million for yeah. something that they can't afford. Their country's obviously a third world country. Um, yeah. And it got to the point where they showed like pre-fight, he rounded up a 1,000 prisoner a uh, thousand known yeah. criminals and put them in the yeah. cells which are conveniently at the stadium where the fight was held um yeah. and then the, but it was still kicking off a bit like in terms of crime so he just killed a hundred of them to send a message um and yeah. things quietened down for when the fight just arrived which was good i mean great i don't know if that's ever been studied but i don't know other places 
Um, obviously, uh, great, great way to do it. Yeah, he was. The, there was a bit of a funny thing about him where they were just going like, you know, he was your archetypal dictator, but he was a, he was sort of quite handsome. Mm. <laughs> All the other dictators have been awful. Like, never thought of that. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. He, he was an outlier. Was Mobutu and like, yeah. So basically, him and Don King did a deal and got the fight over in Zaire, which M- was it. Mobutu, Mobutu didn't attend the fight though. I like that. He, uh, oh yeah, go on. Yeah, because he thought he'd get assassinated if he went. <laughs> he's too handsome. He's too handsome. He's always deep feeling. Uh, Cal, Cal also dead. Died of prostate cancer. Oh right, okay, yeah. Thank, oh, Move thanks along. For that update. <laughs> Moving on. Is Don King a genius? Yeah, cool. Like he's obviously very savvy, but he's a prick. Like I think he's. I think he's been to jail. He went to jail for like stomping out one of his like employees. Yeah, oh really? Is that why he went to jail? Eventually? Yeah. That's why he went to jail, at least. And he's been convicted of, like, you know, charged with other stuff and ripped off. He was in Tyson, you know, our our least favourite doco because it was weird, but the story with Don King in that was interesting. Um, yeah. Ripped him off. He's ripped everyone off. He's ripped everyone off. Do you say, like, he's intelligent? He quotes Shakespeare all the time. Yeah, and he makes everybody feel well, welcome, very charismatic. And he goes, and he's just amoral. <laughs> like, he just, he doesn't feel any sort of empathy or anything for anyone. He doesn't know, he doesn't know the difference between right and wrong. So I don't think genuinely. This today, supposedly, Ali was trying to sue him for a million that he owed Ali from another fight ah. um, later in his career. And then went back and forth. And then Ali was essentially on his deathbed, needed the cash. And um, Don King sent 50000 in cash and a an agreement to say, you'll drop this lawsuit. Also put in there a bunch of other stuff to like say, I'll promote all your flights in the future. And because Ali needed the cash and was on his deathbed. Not, well, not deathbed, he was really sick at the time. He just signed it away. Um, and then it just said on Wikipedia, I like this bit. Uh, Ali's lawyer cried when he heard the news. No, no, <laughs> like citation of that, but supposedly his lawyer <laughs> cried. I'm hiring you for your legal advice. Like, stop weeping. Like, I need some. I need you some. What shall I do? You didn't listen to it. You signed the agreement without me here. Anyway, not a good man. Not a good man. Him and Mobutu. Not a good man. man is not Mobutu. James Brown as well. I just want to touch on him. He's another baddie. He's a. St- bad, I didn't bad know man. he was a bad man. I, I, I thought he's he's a he's a strange looking man. Uh, it's the floppy yeah. hair with the like yeah. really expressive face and big smile and always seems to be sweaty. That's it just it's off putting. A little sweaty man. He grew up in a brothel, which I just know from respect. Uh, my dad just finds him hilarious. He grew up in a brothel and um but he uh, he beats up his he beats up all his women and he beats up his bands and doesn't pay them either actually. So maybe that's why he was him and Don King probably got on, I suppose. Um but man, look, that festival to close off a little bit. Yeah. 60,000 people were there. Um, and yeah, I just thought it was, it looked amazing. I'd love to be, if I was going to go to Africa at any time, I'd love to have been at a rumble in the jungle. Um, yeah, it was class. Last last bit, probably the last segue before we get into our mentions or anything like that was, um, you you brought up the the way the doho was edited, I suppose, mm. was sort of, I think that was bit not polarizing, but maybe it's just as aged a little bit when you look back at it now. Um, but I suppose, and I suppose, yeah, it, it, this is the one that you looked up and got the fact that it took 22 years yeah, to crazy. edit. Because the fight's, fight's 1974 and then 1996, yes. this was released. So he yeah. couldn't, I think it was financing and editing. And then they, when he released it, I think it went to Sundance and, and whatever. So shout out, I've, I've yeah. dropped the man's name, but shout out to the director. Usually, usually key when you're reviewing a, 
a documentary. Remember the director. Well, look, perfect timing because um, I'll drop in Steve Curley. Let Steve Curley do the job for us. He sent us in a voice note and he's got a bit. I think he remembers the director's name. It's really embarrassing because somebody sent in some notes and uh, we were not really needed for this one. So uh, let me just, maybe I'll let Steve um, just go into a little bit about why it was edited and um, yeah, the, the director's name at least. Hey, Cal. Um, I'm Dylan. I hope you're both well. Um, I liked this years ago, and it all brought it back watching it again. Um, it's such a cool, basic documentary. Um, it's got that charm of almost, I think a lot will be shot on 16mm. It will be grainy, and obviously it's, it's footage from the 70s, most of it. Um, I mean, even the 90s footage that obviously was gathered um, looked quite nostalgic as well. Um, I think that's really nice as well, because I think you... They're always shiny now, documentaries. It's very crisp, and this felt very sort of of an era, and certainly of, of, of um, an era that, I suppose, uh, biopic and, and music documentary was starting to gather, uh, you know, stories like The Last Walls, The Band, all that kind of fantastic, real footage. And obviously, kit was expensive, kit was big, it was hard to do. So... I really appreciate this type of documentary making for the efforts it would have been a, a lot harder than it is now. Um, and obviously, I think you have to have a mention for Leon Gus because 22 years, labour of love, you know, ultimately, yeah, that's that's phenomenal. You know, that is commitment to getting a story told and, and, and having your sort of art and, 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 and uh, sort of your creativity on stage, um, on the big screen, sorry. Yeah, top, top film. Really enjoyed it. I'd recommend anyone who likes a character, a personality, someone who's going to kind of capture the imagination, even if it's just for an hour and bit's worth of um, a documentary watching. I don't think you need to be a boxing fan to enjoy this. I think you need to be a people fan to enjoy this. But if you are a boxing fan, you're certainly not going to uh, dislike it. Cheers. Bye. Always good to get Steve to do that stuff. He, I mean, he studied it at university. It's it's much better. <laughs> Why hasn't he been doing this since day one? Thirty episodes in, and yeah, somebody actually knows what they're talking about. I'm getting cut, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. One of us is. One of us. We have to fight for our jobs on this week. Um, let's do a bit of honourable mentions. Yep. We've mentioned Norman stabbing his wife um, with the pen. Anything else? Yeah, I, I wanted to um I wanted to talk about there's a you mentioned Ali quotes and I did jot these ones down. He's at the airport in America before he goes to Zaire. Um and this guy just yep. goes, you know, uh, Muhammad, is there anything you want to say? Say to the say to the people or say to the humans or something like that. He phrases it very strangely. Right. Yeah. And Ali just grabs the mic, yeah. this big long mic, and just goes, Stay off the dope. <laughs> Quit eating so much candy. You know, and he goes like, eat healthy foods. You know, we must beat Mr. Tooth Decay. I got two teeth rotten because he can So he starts on dope and then just goes to Tooth Decay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, that is so funny. That, I think mean, that was in the trailer itself. That's hilarious. We must beat Mr. Tooth Decay. Um, dope, a bit harsh on dope. I think dope's our main issue. I'd say sugar's a big problem in dope. Um, what about the witch doctor? They call yes. him like a fetage or something like that. Yeah, obviously very big at the time in Zaire. There was a witch doctor who said that there'll be a woman with trembling hands who will get the better of George Foreman. Um, a succubus, which is what 
I guess the description of what that is. Um, straight over the head, that one. I don't. I mean, like, I think what they were trying to do is say that like Muhammad Ali ended up being the succubus that got the better of George Foreman, but it's not quite right. You got if you're going to make a prediction or something no. like that, get get it. It's got to be 100 percent right. Tell you what got the better of George Foreman. His outfit mm. pre-fight, he looked like a young woman going to a yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was wearing the yeah. denim overalls and then the denim-like <laughs> conductor's floppy hat with, like, flowers all over it. It was that, – That's a true honourable mention. For the big that's bad it. man, he didn't <laughs> He didn't really look the part. But maybe – and as we should mention for George Foreman, a look into the future because everyone goes, after this fight, he was depressed and went off for two years. I think he really thought he was yeah. going to win. But then he's come back and he's the loveliest man going. Like he, you know, turns out to be this affable, beautiful person. So, yeah, I think someone's going to have to fact check me on this. I think he's got like three sons called George Foreman. No, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. What am I talking about? He's got like three. I think he called three or five of his sons George Foreman. I think, I think that's true. But anyway. You're calling him lazy? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> he's got other things on his mind. He's got, he's got um, grills to sell. He's got grills to sell. He's got grills and bills to pay. Um, yeah, so I think that's about it. There was a, the stone white guy that we mentioned him before, the fellow that he sort of organized the festival. Oh, worth a mention again if we yeah. did. <laughs> He's the one who said at the start, um, yeah, we're going to fly through Zaire to get to Zaire, which was really funny. Um, yeah, that was sort of the honorable mention. Shall we get into the features? Yep, let's do it. To the employee of the week. Don't worry on that one, dipshit. Me, Naga. Okay, so for anyone who's joining us for the first time, um, this is the part where we go back through the documentary and we'll just give a few awards out. So like employee of the week um, for one of our employees, and we're going to put someone on a performance plan. Um, we're going to invite someone to the after work drinks, the Friday drinks. Um, so Dill, do you want to start us off? Employee of the week, who have we got? I don't think there's much debate in this ah, one. It's got to be the succubus, doesn't it? <laughs> Ali, of course, it's it's Muhammad. Uh, I did think yeah. he. I got it again. I did think he was annoying, and then you realise there's a moment actually we didn't mention this. A moment after the fight where he just goes out into the community and just has a chat to people, and then this nice, calm, yeah. like politician style, like yeah. here to listen, yeah. here to help type way. And you're like, all that chat and bravado is his show and his lead up, and then afterwards he's like, no, I'm yeah. genuine. I just want to learn about the culture and. You know, no, no, he's not yeah. going out there going like Ali Bumbaya. Yeah, he's like real quiet and reserved. So he's got the whole yeah, package. Yeah, yeah. He's the whole package. He really has. He, he was, he's such a class actor, Teams. Like I, I really have. It's probably the first documentary in full that I've watched on Ali. Or it's the most, the biggest education I've got about mm. Ali. And I'm just like, oh my God, he's, he's as impressive as people say. Is it performance plan? Because we've got about 10. You could be on a performance plan here, I, I imagine. Don. President Mobutu, yeah. uh, Norman yeah, Mailer, he, he could be in there, but Norman that's Mailer. probably probably a little bit bit, bit hard. It's got to be Don or or El Jefe, think, Presidente Mobutu. Yeah, the dictator usually takes this, doesn't it? Like, I think if you've been a dictator, <laughs> he's commit. I think he committed genocide. Like later on, you know, the yeah. the Rwandan war gets mixed into his his mess. Uh, I mean, Don's done okay. a lot of bad stuff and ripped off people, but. I feel a bit juicy bound then to yeah we we got to go with stuff. with Mobutu it's got to be Mobutu and yeah Norman but Norman didn't get convicted did he for the stabbing no 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 just uh, I think they swept that one under the rug we almost killed his wife second wife with a with a yeah, pen okay. knife so 
Good on him. Yeah, okay, but Mabutu, Mabutu. So we get away with another one, Norman. Mabutu's <laughs> going on um, the performance plan. Um, Friday drinks, the fun one. Um, Steve Curley, he said he would go on a, with Don King and James Brown. Yeah, that was one of and the strangest takes from Steve. I'm not going on that. No. Yeah, I'm not, no chance on uh, I, I'm going to put out the um, the flight over with the musicians. <laughs> I reckon okay, the fight's over. you would be a bit at the start being like, oh, no, nah, all these music. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd clock about, you know, because it would be like a 24-hour flight or something back in the day. I'd clock over and you'd be wonderwalling away on the git box. Yeah. You'd be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm into that. And like I'd, I'd somebody, I'd probably just get a jazz cigarette passed around the plane and then be like, okay. And I think that, I think it'll be, yeah, I think I'd get on board. I'll, I'll get sweet. I'm on the bongos. <laughs> you would be. You bring your own bongos. You've always got your little bag. <laughs> just ready for the occasion whenever it happens it does i think i think it has to be friday drinks at in zaire when we arrive on the plane over that's that's one of my favorite ones you've probably ever done that's good not on, not on the way back though not on the way back um i don't think we went over here let's let's wrap this up um nice one nice one for listening everyone go and watch uh, when we were kings um message us if you want to the, the documentary and um, please tell people about the show as well we're gonna have a little break soon maybe in a couple of episodes still there's a few more um and then i'm actually moving back to the uk what? so um yeah sorry to break this to you dill <laughs> i'm gonna be moving back to, um, oh wow what a month good riddance <laughs> yeah, so yeah we're gonna have to do a few more of these i hope <laughs> like over zoom um, but look, we're, we're going to do season three a little bit differently. We're going to kick that off in about November. We're going to try and get more contributors on board, just like Steers there. But um, you know, if Dylan's not on one week, then we'll get Steel somebody else. So if you're interested, just let us know. Send us a, a message on Instagram or go to the website and go on the contact us parttimesport.com. We just want to keep expanding. We're all a big family at Part Time Sport. We are now. We are now that I'm moving abroad. We can actually start inviting people in back home. But as always, give us a follow on Instagram as well starting to post a bit more content on there now and you've got dylan's written reviews and um, you've got a couple of memes on there um and you've got lots of sports documentary content so go back and listen to our old episodes we said if you've watched the sports documentary you've probably reviewed it we've done 30 of them now and yeah. um, but if we haven't just let us know and um we'll we'll cover that one next who knows and um, so dill i don't know about you mate but i'm out for the count yes <laughs> um yeah so okay mate uh, I can't do them. They're, they're just not a me natural. Until next time. Yeah, until next time. Stay part time. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.